Can you see me now? Yeah, yeah, I can see you just fine. Am I coming through? Yeah, could use a little more light on you. You got any, got any little more light for us? Maybe. Let's see. Let me, let me kind of tilt this up a little bit. Although you got a really sharp picture, man. I like your camera. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Let's see if I can shift around. Hang on, everybody. He's going to shift to see if he can get a little light going. That's, that's, that's fair enough. Here we go with that there. Good looking guy like yourself. You got to be all lit like I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brandon, welcome to the program. And we're going to be talking about uh, Ozark healing and ancient methods and, and, uh, and uh, that's been developed by the hill folk way down in there. So now let's, 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 just, uh, let's just begin by talking about you, you live in the Ozarks. Is that right? Yeah. So I'm in the Arkansas Ozarks, uh, Northwest Arkansas. Um, and for, for those that don't know, the Ozarks, uh, are, it's a big area. It uh, is in Arkansas, but then it goes up into Missouri, almost all the way to St. Louis, and then over into Oklahoma a little bit, and down into, uh, or up into Kansas, and down into Oklahoma a little bit. Mm -hmm. So it's actually, it's a, it's a really big area, uh, sort of joined together by these mountains and plateaus. And okay. Well, you talk, you're talking to a friendly neighborhood here, because I, I was uh, in uh, Russellville, Arkansas for a while, and that's pretty much in the Ozarks there. And yeah, yeah, it is. And uh, but uh, but so yeah, I mean, I mean, Arkansas is a beautiful place. Don't they? What do they call it? The Gem State? What do they call that? Is Arkansas, it, uh, the natural state. The natural state, and, and it is. It is an absolute natural wonder, man. I I love the color of the rivers, oh, and yeah. uh, I mean, they just color. They, right. They. I mean, they just come right out of the mountains there. And they, they, you know, in fact, me and my wife went and traced one up. We went far back into the hills as we could go, and just, you know, it's, it's fun to find the actual very beginning of those rivers coming out right out of Mother Earth, the cleanest water you could ever drink. And you know, I gotta feel like there's a lot of minerals in there. It's probably better than any kind of city tap water for sure. So, yeah. you, but you live there now. Somewhere along the way, you started studying about uh, healing methods. How'd that all begin? Uh, so for me, it really goes back to childhood. I grew up with Ozark parents. My grandparents are from here, great-grandparents. So we had a lot of traditions, a lot of weird home remedies and things that at the time I didn't really think anything about. I just, you know, that was just what we did, <laughs> you know. When, uh, you know, if you get sick, you, you don't go to the doctor. You, you take home remedies, things like that, herbal remedies. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't really think anything of it until I got to college and I took a folklore class and we studied Vance Randolph, uh, who is probably the, the best known Ozark folklorist. Um, he wrote a book, Ozark Magic and Folklore, back in the 40s. And so we were studying the text and I was looking through and, you know, he was talking about all of these traditions that my family had. Uh, that was the first the first point where... I really, you know, something clicked and I was, you know, thinking, you know, there's something to this. There's the, you know, there's a, there's a culture here that I didn't know was here. Mm -hmm. So then I, you know, I wanted to really update the story from the forties. Um, nothing has really been written about Ozark magic, folklore, healing traditions since Vance Randolph in the forties. Um, you know, history has been covered since then but uh, n nothing about our healing traditions. Mm -hmm. So I, I started with family, collecting stories, and kind of worked out from there, started going through the Ozarks to different communities and um, meeting with old timers and modern practitioners alike, and um, 
really my my work kind of became something different because I, I realized that I myself could be a practitioner, could be mm-hmm. a, a healer. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it, it kind of turned from documenting uh, folklore and things like that to really keeping these practices not just for my own sort of collection, but to actually be able to use um, to help heal people mm-hmm. and also to help uh, people reclaim their sort of cultural heritage and, and mm-hmm. healing practices. That almost, it seemed like to me, that, that mirrors what happens on uh, Indian reservations, you know, as the um, the shaman or, or the, you know, the, the healer there, they, they seem to be obviously disappearing and their, their knowledge, knowledge is going with them. And, uh, you know, now when I, when I go to the wellness center work out, you know, there's a, there's a sauna room there. It gets real hot and it has uh, stones in it, you know, and the heat, heating up everything. And I know that's directly from the Indians, man. They, they used to have the tents with the stones and, uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, you sweat profusely and you know that a lot of bad things are coming out of your body during that time. But I'm, I'm very interested in, um, ancient methods of healing the way that God intended. I mean, there are, what's the odds of, I mean, in really good pharmaceuticals anyway, aren't they all plant-based in some way? And then they become synthetic. And I think that's the, maybe the drawback that become synthetic. There's other things that happen because they've gotten off the natural because it's quicker and easier and higher profit margin to produce but i'd rather go back to the old ways and uh, i just feel like um the ancients had solved a lot of our health problems but it's just being lost i do appreciate you trying to keep that back uh, bring or at least keep it alive uh, now have you seen direct healings from what it is you do uh yeah i mean we kind of we have to ask you know <laughs> what do we mean by healing so you know i'm not uh, as a part of my work, I'm I'm not curing cancer. I'm not you know, <laughs> I'm not taking tumors out of people, things like that. Although I have met traditional healers in the Ozarks that do things like that. That has just never been my calling. Um, what I kind of found to be my area is really as a representative of that other side of the healing process. So traditionally in the Ozarks, you know there. People didn't really make a separation between healing the body and healing the spirit or healing the mind. You know, those things went hand in hand together. So if you are giving somebody an herbal remedy, you'll pray over the remedy. Or if you're giving somebody, you know, you know, some treatment, um, traditionally healers would stay in people's houses with them. They would make sure that their kids were looked after. They would make sure that their house was clean, things like that, mm-hmm. um, as a way of really engaging the person in their own healing process. Well, Brandon, so, when, when you say keep your house clean, are, are you talking about keeping it clean or are you talking about keeping it clean from evil spirits? A little bit of both. So, yeah, a healer would definitely be there to look at the the signs or the tokens as we call them which are omens things like that mm-hmm. so if you know they're, hey, me, they're uh, work, working on somebody and there's a you know a crow that calls outside they'll listen to that and that, that's that why let's let's keep let's let me let me sec, get get into this little area right here because i'm a tremendously interested in 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 omens and uh by the way for those of you watching the program if you've ever we use the word om, uh, omen in omen in, in this conversation here but if somebody's had an omen that they know is an omen 
and just short, succinct little thing, put it in live chat and, or Jade sent it to me, one of the two. But try to see if anybody has some almonds. So talk about almonds. What are they and where they come from? Um, so there's a lot of different sort of beliefs about them. Um, so a lot of people think that um, they are messages from the other side. Um, so specific healers might look for omens and things and, and connect that to uh, their work with angels or with ghosts, things like that. So it is otherworldly entities that are sending messages um, for specific people to pay attention to. Um, so there's a folk belief, not just for healers, but, you know, there, there are things like if you see butterflies, that's a message from, you know, an ancestor or a spirit of the dead trying to call out to you. Um, you know, there's a belief that if you see a cardinal, a red bird pecking at your window, that can be a warning. It can be a warning from a, a departed loved one that danger is near. Mm -hmm. uh, or in some cases, it's a, actually an omen for your own death. So some wow. people think that. Wait a minute, that's, yeah. that's the cardinal? Yeah. And so. Uh, Crap, Brandon, I've been feeding cardinals uh, sunflower seeds all winter long, man. I don't, want, I don't want the cardinal of death flying around here. Well, I, I, I guess it's only an omen if. Uh, you know, omens, they're, they're random events. They're not connected to, you know, normal day-to-day -day processes. That's why they stand out. Um, so the, the tales that I've heard, it's always been people that, you know, didn't see any redbirds around for a while. And then all of a sudden, a redbird wasn't just in the window, but pecking in the window. Mm -hmm. And in one story I heard, the lady uh, who ended up not dying, but it was an omen uh, she felt of, of a, uh, a, a, an experience she had. She had a car wreck a few weeks after this, and so she thinks it was connected to the cardinal, but she scared it away because she kind of knew this omen. She scared mm -hmm. it away, and it kept coming back and pecking. So omens are typically things that are very eerie. They're out of the ordinary. You know, mm -hmm. it's not likely to be something that just, you know, happens all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but healers would look for these omens during the healing process. Mm -hmm. um, and in a lot of cases, it would determine how they continue to work. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you were an herbalist or a yarb doctor, as they were called, um, you might uh, be healing a person with plant medicines and then you get a certain sign or a token and that might switch your thinking. You might actually send them to somebody who works with prayers or charms mm -hmm. or rituals uh, because it, it could be an omen of a magical illness instead of a physical illness. Hmm. Uh, so it all kind of goes back to that sort of diagnosis process. But um, the work that I do, I've, I've kind of found myself in as a representative of that spiritual side of the healing process. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I, I, can t I can tell you, Brandon, anytime I've ever been to the doctor, not one time has the doctor prayed over the medicine or asked me, how's my spirit man inside doing? Yeah. All he just said, hey, man, we're going to shoot you up with some drugs and... Yeah. Um, you know, that, that type of thing there. So let me, I think I might have an omen. I see people in the live chat have a little bit of trouble understanding what the question is. So is this an omen? Now, one time I was out cutting the grass and in the middle of the grass, I had an unction that, that I just want to talk to God. Okay. So I said, I said, God, if you're out there, uh, show me a sign. And, and I'm just parked in this tall grass and I look 
and then right next beside me was this gigantic praying man is sitting there praying like three inches from me and i'm thinking wait a minute now was that an omen yeah that can be an omen um there, you know omens are just sort of signs and uh, and they're you know they're always from the natural world and there's this belief in the ozarks that you know a lot of times nature knows best nature is naturally sort of connected to these sort of otherworldly places mm -hmm. and so you know they th the things of nature call out to us every now and then and they mm -hmm. call out to us for good reason um, mm -hmm. and so if you have eyes to see those things um, you know, you can get insight into that sort of hidden world. Um, not necessarily, it's not really a predictive thing. So um, I haven't really ever met anybody that uses them to sort of foretell the future or anything like that. It's always a, a deeply personal experience or on the in the case of healers, you know, it's, it's for the person that they're working on. Hey, Brandon. And there's a ton of them. Hey, Brandon, your, your picture is really, really good. I, but we need to see a little bit more of you there. I'm going to take you out of the picture and let's see if you can gather up a, a light and then we're gonna we're gonna get uh, and then we'll come back to you in just a second, okay? Meanwhile, all, right, me, me, all right. So Brandon's gonna see if he can fetch the light to get a little bit lighter in his room there. And then uh, for those of you who are watching the program, we have tonight we have uh, Brandon Weston on the show talking about Ozark healing. If you have a question about ancient healing methods found down in by the or kept alive by the hill folk of the Arkansas mountain range, just uh, put it in live chat. And then uh, I do see we have right here. Um, and I think I'll wait till our guest gets back. He's, he's going to attempt to get some more, more light so we can get to see him a little bit clearer. Um, so we got that. So if anybody else had, I see that now North Carolina, if the cardinal is the official bird, does that make North Carolina the state of death? I mean, think about that. I don't, I don't want to know that. All right. Okay, well, it looks like Brandon might be back with us here just a second. Got a little bit more light. Let me see if we bring him on back here as soon as he gets adjusted. And uh, once he does, there we'll try to get him. We're trying to get him all lit up. Now he, he is in a, he is in a room with wood paneling, and I tell you what, wood paneling will suck the light out of the room. So, but I got a lot of stories to talk to Brandon about. And there you go. Next week we're going to have with us uh, Kathleen Martin. She's going to be talking about alien abductions. So be sure to come back from that. And if we haven't, and I did write down, some of you had some guest suggestions. I did write those down. So I will do some research and get them back on the line. And it looks like we have Brandon back with us and the lighting is much better. Bam, there you are, Brandon. Hey, I'll tell you, and, I, and I'm, you know, the miracle of editing, we never even had this conversation. It won't be in, <laughs> it won't be in the video. Uh, okay, so uh, somebody just wrote in, Brandon, talk about an omen, said a, a bookcase in my house came crashing down the night before my grandpa died. Is that an omen? Yeah, that would be a token. Um, I mean, that the old timers would consider that a token anyway. Um, so yeah, like I said, these are sort of uh, unusual things that would happen in, in, in our lives as a result of, you know, mm -hmm. um, an experience with sickness or with death. There are a lot of death omens, so you know, bookcases crashing down, things like that. Mm -hmm. The red bird pucking out your window, butterflies, dragonflies are sometimes connected mm -hmm. to yeah. um, death omens, things like that. Yeah. Um, now, my wife connects with nature in such a way. Have you ever seen those big, big uh, bumblebees? The, uh, they're gigantic looking things. They're not talking about carpenter, but they're big. Well, if she sees one on the flower, she will go over and pet that bee. 
<laughs> and I got video of that. Maybe I'll put it on the show sometime. But it's communing with nature. Now, and because really, aren't we talking about talking about the the uh, the, the healing methods, the prayers, and, 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 different, and the plants for that matter? There's a connectedness to nature that really is part of what you're saying is you're trying to reconnect to nature because in and specifically as i'm aware of the the ozark area itself it's a poor part of the country yeah. that's the bad part the good part is it's not been decimated with wall super walmarts everywhere going through the mountains like that and and, uh, and pop-up housing additions everywhere so there's the plus side i mean that's when i was going through there the first time i ever seen a road runner i, I just thought that was a cartoon and the, and the wife is saying, no, it's a road runner running down the road. I said, no way. I thought it's a cartoon, man. Was, I thought he was looking for, looking for the, that, uh, that duck looking thing. But so you're, um, <laughs> so, but isn't that, we're talking about reconnecting with nature in some, some ways. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's a, that's a big part of the, of Ozark folk magic and healing process in general is, is, um, being able to connect with the natural forces of the world. Um, so in Ozark folk belief, there is this sort of natural power of the universe. And, you know, people, most people traditionally believe that, you know, derives ultimately from God. Um, and so this, this neutral power in the world can be manipulated. It can be used by certain people who are born with a gift, as they say. And so these individuals, they may not embrace that gift, um, but again, going back to signs and tokens, there are signs around their birth that might point to them having this gift, uh, mm -hmm. which will later manifest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so there are healers who traditionally, they don't train with anybody. Um, mm -hmm. There are healers that will train at the knee of their grandma or mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. parents, something like mm -hmm. that. But you know, what is ultimately required is, is this, this idea of the gift, this inborn mm -hmm. gift. Mm -hmm. And really what that gift is, is a uh, sort of um, mysterious connection to that natural magic in the world. You're almost like you it, being born with the gift is like sort of being a radio, you know, you, you're able to, to uh, tune into these different frequencies mm -hmm. and things and actually you know, translate mm -hmm. them into songs to listen to, things like that. Um, so you you sift through that sort of static mm -hmm. and then focus it into mm -hmm. what is healing. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's 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 all about nature, and it all goes back to our roots. Like you were saying, uh, you know, this area has been poor for a very long time, but that has given rise to. A lot of our healing practices right they, i mean they, right they had to they fine. had to find an answer to Absolutely. that Absolutely. now now under another term uh the biblical story of, of pharaoh saying his his magician said that there's a sign that that the messiah has been born and you know there's a star which is another sign under another name those would be omen to the pharaoh it was an omen that yeah. this the guy that's going to come and overthrow his whole culture yeah. And, and his command, his his of the, uh, the whole area was going to be undermined by this. And so to him, it was it was an omen. So it's really not without president in, in that sense of the way. Uh, I've got another one for you. Um, this uh, one of the viewers says a chunk of metal hit my work truck windshield and bounced away this week. What kind of omen is that? I mean, sometimes it's just a wake up call. 
Um, I've had omens in my own life. I was driving back from some rural area years ago after collecting a bunch of stuff, and I, I, for, I don't even know quite what happened, but I guess I had dozed off or had zoned out or something on one of these mountain roads, and I, I remember driving and listening to some music, and then the next thing I remember, something hits my windshield, and it ended up being a bat hit my windshield as I was going into the ditch, which, if you've driven through the Ozarks, the ditch is the holler. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean the ditch. Like, you go off the road, and you're... You don't I mean, come back, man, no. You, you probably won't come back right. from that. And so I... I managed to, you know, snap out of it, pull my car onto the road and, and keep going. And of course my heart was racing and everything. And, uh, but yeah, so I fully believe that sometimes omens are just, I don't know who it was from, if it was from one of my guardian angels or, you mm -hmm. know, granny or who it was from. Well, speaking, 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 yeah. speaking of that, um, uh, my mother-in-law said that she was sitting in her bed, perfectly still reading something, absolutely perfectly still. And a pin next to her spun around. Now her her husband had died several years earlier. Was that an omen, or could that have been her husband given a sign? Have people is 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 it a is it a, a thing that if you pass over? And I know a lot of people are going to dispute this probably, but do we ever get little notifications that it's okay on the other side? Yeah, I believe that we do. Um, so a lot of the work I do is. You know, connecting to my own ancestors, connecting to those, not just ancestors of my blood, but what healers sometimes call ancestors of the work. And that's, you know, healers who have departed in the past and now, uh, you know, some people consider them angels or guardian spirits or um, mm -hmm. there's, you know, lots of names for them. But um, um, yeah, so they can they can come through and they can give little signs of comfort or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in my case, you know, when I'm working with a client or you know when I'm doing some sort of healing a lot of times they'll give me signs of you know things are going okay you know yeah, going this of, direction kind of a kind of an, an aside just a, a memory flash just came in while you were talking it I just I went to the story of wounded knee where the Indians were all rounded up and they were trying to communicate with their ancestors for wisdom I meant you know the white man had lied and stole from them their whole history and, and breaking another treaty and, and they're breaking that treaty. And so they're trying to, but the, the, the white the soldiers thought they were doing a war dance. And so they were all skittish. They were, and of course some noise happened and they started firing to kill them all. But I mean, they, Indians seem like they're always trying to contact their ancestors um, for wisdom. I, you know, I, I don't know if they ever get through, you know, I mean, it possibly, but uh, biblically, though, the Bible says that there are angels, messengers of God. And you talk about the bird, and I'm, I was kind of wondering in that particular case, can a messenger of God be in the form of an animal rather than, yeah. say, a, 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 a human? Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't see why not. Um, I think that, you know, the, the understanding from, I guess, like more traditional Ozark viewpoint is that, you know, God is in everything. And so, you know, messages from nature can be messages from God as well, because, I mean, God is present there. Uh, where well, that's is God not, not? That's not spooky stuff right there. The Bible itself says that God is in everything. Yep. 
at all times. And it says he holds all things together by the power of his word. So God is simply in everything, and or he wouldn't be God to begin with. So let's go ahead and go to another question. Smoke C says, um, uh, Brandon, do you use any type of bark to heal? Um, yeah, so I mean, I think probably the most common one that uh, herbalists use around here is wild cherry bark. Um, I actually went through a bunch of wild cherry bark this last year because it's, uh, it's an expectorant. It helps with lung inflammation, uh, specifically with wet coughs. Uh, so if you have a wet, phlegmy cough, it'll actually uh, bond with the phlegm and help you pass it, um, either you know by coughing it up or sometimes it'll even help you pass it through your digestive system. Hmm. So yeah, wild cherry bark is probably the most common one, but uh, we have others. So uh, the shag bark hickory, um, it's a, a hickory tree that you can actually tap for sugar, like you do maple, for, uh, like a syrup. Um, but you, it has these big scaly pieces of bark on it. And you can pull those off and roast them a little bit, and it releases all those chemicals and sugars and everything. And then you boil it up, and it's great for colds. It's great for flu. It helps with uh, stomach problems stuff mm -hmm. like that so yeah there's well, lots of barks that's I, one thing about the ozarks is you know we have uh we have such a high biodiversity here and i've met healers who knew upwards of 500 individual plants and what exactly they are used for i'm not that good i know mm -hmm. quite a few mm -hmm. but uh you know it's 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 amazing um to walk out into the forest with some of these healers and just um sit with them because mm -hmm. You know, they believe that, you know, there for every illness, there is an answer and mm -hmm. that can be plants or that can be prayers. Um, I've met healers that don't use plants at all. They just mm -hmm. use Bible verses and prayers. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I mean, there certainly is something in nature. I mean, God directly addresses that where he says that that nature declares that there is a God. Therefore, all are without excuse to know that he exists. The nature, just look at nature and he, and you will find that only an intelligent super being of some sort with infinite wisdom could design such a biodiversity on this planet. I, you know, every day I find out, find out some new thing about, about the planet or, you know, plants or this or that. But, but by the way, I got a couple of wild cherries and I was getting ready to cut them down because I was thinking, man, you're not giving me no cherries. Wild cherries don't have cherries, right? So I, I was going to cut them down and one of them, I put um, I put a wisteria plant there. I'm trying to say, well, since you're not really doing nothing, I'll have a wisteria climb up your your, your big old nappy head, you know. But no, uh, so but not, I was going to cut them down. But because I've talked to you, see if I've already decided that the wild cherry can stay. All right, here's another question for you: uh, What role does water play in Ozark healing methods? Uh, it's it's a huge part of healing, actually. That's a really good question. So um, a lot of the a lot of the more magical healing traditions or what we might call magic, what we're really talking about is the power of faith, this you know manipulation of the natural world. Um, and so a lot of that has you know involves cleansing. And so if somebody is sick, you're you're not only going to be focusing on the healing the body, but you're going to be helping cleanse the soul, cleanse the spirit. And one of those methods is washing. Um, so that can be, you know, a bath in the house uh, with special herbs and things like that. Um, but more commonly with healers, they would take people out to the river. And there's a really powerful connection between that form of healing and baptism. Um, it's almost like a sort of 
that much of a spiritual experience for people mm-hmm. to go out with a healer and just be washed in the river. And the idea mm-hmm. is that, you know, with the power of the healer being there present, the water can wash away any hidden illnesses. Mm-hmm. So you may have gotten rid of the disease, but the the lingering effects of the disease can be washed off into the water and then carried away with the can, can you see my background? Yeah. Do you that's recognize that? Do you rec- recognize that? Yeah, that's the buffalo, I think. <laughs> yeah. I looked that up just for your, this interview tonight. Just, that was just a little test just to see if you really was in the Ozarks, man. As far as uh, I know. You, I, I think that's the buffalo. You, for, uh, that's one thing about the Ozarks is we are water people, and mm-hmm. uh, we have rivers and natural springs and creeks everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so water is a very important part of the healing, healing work. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, pe- certain healers have special water that they use for making medicine. Mm-hmm. So I've met healers that only use natural spring water that they collect from the spring uh, in, in, in making their medicines, things like that. Sometimes they are that picky when it comes to their water. Speaking of springs, you may not recognize this, but do you recognize this uh, river right here? It's a, uh, it's so a spring. It's the big spring. The big spring in Arkansas, I looked it up, man. It is the world's largest freshwater spring, and it cranks out 307 million gallons of water per day from the underground spring. That is tremendous. Now, I'll tell you what, I would feel some healing power swimming around in that water coming up (laughs) from the earth. You know, I mean, there's also people, some things called I don't know if they call it grounding or something, you know, where you walk around barefooted, but man, it seems to be the same thing if you were in some water that comes right out of the earth. I just feel, I just feel like it it has medicinal properties in and of itself, you know, so I'm very happy. By the way, I'm being advised right now to stop growing wisteria now before it takes over. (laughs) So... No, I was going to tell you the same thing. Wisteria is bad news. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's crap, man. I got I'm, uh, those pretty little well, flowers going to kill everything. Yeah, huh? so as long as you keep it away from your house, because it'll tear off the siding on your house. Hmm. All right. That's going to bring us to another question. Rose says, has there been any strange occurrences or events in the Ozarks? There's been a lot. <laughs> so Ozark people, you know, we're, we're defined by our isolation. Um, you know, early on, it was hill folk families from the Appalachians that came, and they only came as family groups. So if you can imagine um, coming to strange forested mountains that hadn't seen white people, had only seen indigenous people for thousands of years, what that must have felt like to be in, you know, complete darkness in the hills. And we, there's lots of eerie stories about strange creatures and things like that uh, in the mm-hmm. Ozarks. One mm-hmm. of our um, famous cryptids, I guess, is the booger, uh, which the name is traced back to the same root as boogeyman uh, or bogey, mm-hmm. and it's a shapeshifter. So wow. some people believe that it's a uh, so like people that you know harness the harness magic for evil, witches, things like that. Um, they can transform into these these strange animals, mm-hmm. um, and I know people that have seen them. And yeah, so there's lots of strange experiences. I know there's only one man that can kill the boogeyman. You know who he is? John Wick. Oh yeah. 
because they said that he he's the guy you send to kill the boogeyman just pointing this little little movie trivia there um okay so now and I, I saw somebody said they'd like to move to the Ozarks. I, I, I'm like a walking commercial for the Ozarks because I've been there many times. And it's just strange because it's like this whole area is in the United States. And it's in, in ways, it's like a place where time is forgot, which is yeah. the best thing ever. Because who wants to come to this modern world? Like I described with, with the Walmarts and, and the pop-up uh, vinyl communities everywhere, you know, and the anger and, and the road rage. I mean, all the, you get down there, it's like, it's kind of isolated now the Appalachians the Smoky Mountains is kind of that way but but you've got you've got um, um, those uh, Gatlinburg Gatlinburg and um, uh, let's see let me think about some other other cities around there Pigeon Forge which is the Chinese trinket capital of the world have you been to Pigeon Forge no. Okay, it's like every every store in the whole row is supposed to be mountain something. They is not. It's just Chinese. But anyway, in fact, I heard that all these cities around the Smoky Mountains, the Smoky Mountain people describe it as the bathtub ring of cities around the Smoky Mountains. But you've got to go through that to get in there, you know. But the Ozarks aren't that way. They don't have these metropolises surrounding it, so to speak. And uh, and uh, so. Uh, it is uh, it's yep. pretty, 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 pretty pristine. But one thing I will object to that I found out down there, Brandon, and that's some of the clear cutting that I see. I know they say it's for forest management, but man, some of that is pretty nasty. Yeah, well, I was going to say, you know, we've been very lucky for a long time to have not had a lot of development, but uh, it's it's quickly not becoming that. I mean, it's it's quickly changing. Mm -hmm. um, so I know. So, for instance, where my grandpa grew up, they had a kind of a homestead out in a place called Goshen, which is just east of where I live. Mm -hmm. And now Goshen is McMansions, uh, subdivisions, and all of this other stuff. And, wow. you know, 30 years ago, it was farmland and forests and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there, we're, we're very lucky. We still have a lot of sort of state land that is preserved and mm -hmm. uh, state parks and things like that um but i don't know how long that's going to last <laughs> now that's good that's also going to eliminate some of the biodiversity and it's also going to move some of the cryptids okay yep. they're going to be moved out of their lairs down in there and there's a lot of places for them to go especially the caves now have yep. you been to some of those caves oh yeah yeah, uh, there's a lot of caves. Uh, I've been to Blanchard Springs, Devil's Den around here. Um, yeah, lots of ca caves. And that actually, it, it all is kind of cycles back into each other because we have so much water here and so many natural springs because we have so many caves. Mm -hmm. uh, it's called karst topography. And basically it's Swiss cheese underneath the Ozarks just with caves and sinkholes. Mm -hmm. But because more and more people are doing pig farming and big livestock operations and things like that, all of that runoff and waste goes right into the water. It goes right into the groundwater. Um, so it's, it's getting harder and harder to find natural springs and water areas that aren't contaminated by mm -hmm. fertilizers and growth hormones from chicken houses and all that. Mm. It's uh, becoming a problem pretty quick. Okay, let's get to another question here uh, from uh, Put Yahweh First. It says, Brandon, do you have ginseng and wild ramp leeks there? We don't have the ramps. Uh, we have what we call wild onions, but it's actually it's a wild garlic. 
I wish we had ramps because I love them. I have friends out in Appalachia that, you know, they pick ramps and make them with eggs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, we do have ginseng, but unlike in Appalachia, it's not as regulated. So unfortunately, it's very hard to find here. Because when people do find it, they just pick mm -hmm. off of it. Well, let, let me ask you, this is, this is something I heard a while back. Um, so I, I attempted to grow some ginseng because it's extremely valuable. Yeah. And um, But I heard that the Chinese have picked clean their whole ginseng and their whole continent. And they've been coming over to the United States in our forest and getting the ginsengs in our forest. Have you heard that? I don't think that I don't think they are doing it, but I, I it would not surprise me if they were hiring root diggers to mm -hmm. dig it up because yeah. that's the whole thing. And I mean, in Appalachia, they have seasons on it, like you do hunting seasons mm -hmm. um, to regulate it. But you know, the people that are picking it aren't using it for self-consumption. They're selling it to energy drink companies. They're yeah. selling it maybe overseas. Mm -hmm. That wouldn't surprise me at all, but it, you know, it's probably that they're hiring out local root yeah. diggers, things like that. The old um, root digger, huh? Yeah. Better than a grave digger. I, I snagged this graveyard picture from your website there, and I, I figure you're milling around the graveyard sometime. All right. Hey, our, our Jade, our moderator, asked this question for you, Brandon. Are there certain herbs that the mountain people always have in their diets? Yeah, so traditionally Ozark people kind of work on a seasonal basis and the big time of the year for herbs is in the springtime. And that kind of goes back to, you know, when people had very poor diets during the winter. They were eating canned meat or dried meat, lots of salt. Their digestive systems were horrible by springtime. So every family drank sassafras tea. Mm -hmm. And they drank it. it. It was considered a liver tonic, but it that, when we hear liver, it's a different association. Liver, it goes back to the four humors system. So liver is connected to the blood. It's connected to the digestive system. So uh, sassafras was sometimes called a blood thinner, but we're not talking about blood. It's a euphemism for a laxative. So... Mm. Uh, Sassafras tea would be drank in the springtime as a spring tonic to help get the body moving again. Um, but other herbs were used to burdock root, uh, dandelion root are both diuretics, so cleansing out the body, mm -hmm. flushing the body clean. How, how uh, Brandon, how close are you if you had to go off the grid and live off the forest? Are you anywhere near close in, in percentage-wise? How much of your diet could you get from the forest? I think a good deal could come from the forest because I, uh, you know, I'm a forager. So uh, the only thing that I have trouble with, but I'm getting better, is foraging mushrooms. Mm -hmm. But that's one area that you really want to know what you're doing. So I've heard. <laughs> you know, you can end up pretty bad. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, there's there's so much that the forest around here has to offer. I think um, if yeah, if you know what you're doing, you can probably make up almost your entire diet between foraging and hunting. Mm -hmm. um, the the Smoky Mountains has a uh, a thin place uh, known as Brown Mountain, and there's a a, a, a a thing that happens there. They call it the Brown Mountain Lights, and then that is that there are multiple UFO. Uh, uh, sightings there, uh, disappearing people over the over the years from Brown Mountain without a trace. 
Uh, in fact, my, one of my favorite all-time camping movies is called Alien Abduction, which is based on the Brown Mountain uh, sightings and missing people and UFOs. Does the Ozarks have a thin place compared to that? So one of the interesting things that I found just like talking to tons of Ozark people, it's just it everywhere feels very thin here. And that has been corroborated by lots of different people. I don't know what it is about the Ozarks, but there's something there's something here. And, it, you know, no matter where you are, you kind of always have these strange experiences, especially when you get outside of town. Um, so the folklorists have recorded some, you know, we have what are called the spook lights up in Missouri, uh, kind of around Springfield, which is, you know, these, these areas where you see these strange glowing orbs and things like that. Um, so there's stories about, you know, things like that all over the Ozarks. But, you know, when I go out to the mountains, I just, I, I, I always get this feeling that everywhere is sort of this mm -hmm. weird liminal space, this, yeah. this thin <clears throat> space. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes it, you know, I'll probably never leave here. It's not just because it's my home, but because there's something here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's it's worth exploring, and I'm still not done with that. Mm -hmm. So per personal event, love sharing stories. I was four-wheeling with my wife down in the Ozarks, and uh, uh, we were going down this trail, and we just kind of stopped. And all of a sudden, we both had to panic. And we, pan we were panicking. It was like... If we didn't know better, there was a killer, like right there, or, or a Bigfoot, or some kind of. I mean, we both had exactly. It's like, I mean, it just just overtook us, and man, we got we were flying out of there, just just, and we couldn't believe it. It's just like you know, it was very you know, this is nice, and ah, all of a sudden, it's like it was a fight or fight or flight type fear, and I'm just thinking that something came in the neighborhood, or we 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 uh, trespassed on some kind of cryptids area there, man. So I, I do know that there is a kind of a live feeling that the the forest is alive in itself uh, kind of reminds me of that movie minority report with tom cruise where the, there's a lady that's able to kind of bring her plans to life and they'll they'll grab you you know and that type of thing sounds like i'm gonna get grabbed by crazy wisteria all right here's an, here's another question from billy strasser he says uh, brandon any recommendations for neuropathy in the feet from sciatica oh boy um so I think I would probably suggest maybe like some traditional, uh, you know, there's lots of different words for it, but chiropractic, something like that might help, um, especially when you're dealing with the spine. Um, there's not a lot of herbs that I know of that can help rebuild that. But, you know, in the Ozarks, we call them bone breakers. And, you know, it's, <laughs> it's traditional people that, you know, they're a part of their healing work is getting those joints cracked open and they you know swear by that process so it's kind of a a folk version of chiropractic but um yeah i think that that might be the 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 only thing that would help so l let me ask you something then um now you say you've talked to healers right yeah like some of the, so should I expect that they're living 110, 120? Man, how, how, have they found a miracle cure to a long life? Uh, some of them have, I think. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of mysterious. Uh, I've met people that live very hard lives out in the hills. And, you know, I, this one guy that I met, I would have sworn he was maybe in his 60s. 
and it turns out he was in his late 80s and still chopping his own wood and taking care of horses and all of this other stuff. And yeah. so uh, Ozark people are very secretive, and I, it wouldn't surprise me if they, you know there was some healing springs or something mm. that these people were visiting. Well, Brandon, um, it's your job to find out where they, cause I I agree with you 100%, man. There are secret places out there, and nobody knows about them because the people that got know where they are aren't telling. I mean, even, um, um, I can't remember the guy's name. He's a Bigfoot hunter, a uh, well-known guy. He found a, a place out west somewhere where there's a lot of Bigfoot activity, and him and three other guys knew, knew where it was. And, um, and uh, so people withhold that information. It's our job to find out where it is. But then again, if, we, if everybody found out where it is, everybody would be heading over there, and it would be a crowded place. Then we'd have to have a Walmart. What, you know, give us camping supplies. Especially in the Ozarks, you know, Arkansas and Missouri both, we thrive on our tourist industry because we have so many natural areas. And so I've met people, you know, and I'm kind of the same way that we're fiercely protective of even swimming holes. You know, people aren't going to tell you where to find your ginseng or where to find a good swimming hole, things mm -hmm. like that, because we know that it'll be overrun by tourists if you do mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Ozarkers have always kind of had this, you know, very secretive part of them. There's a famous Ozark saying, we always lie to strangers. And to some, extent, to some extent, that's kind of true. But Hang on you know, now. Wait a minute. We always lie to strangers. Man, we're getting some good intel here about your, your hill folk down there. Right. <laughs> it's, uh, it, yeah, it's not to be rude. It's not to be, you know, mm -hmm. unfriendly or anything like that, but it's really, uh, mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's respecting the culture. And so people, people want to protect the culture. People mm -hmm. want to protect things. And, you know, if, uh, that the key to, to getting in good with hill folk is being respectful, having manners say, mm -hmm. you know, if you come into somebody's house, you, you help them out with things that they need, things like that. And it's just this, this, the deep sense of hospitality that I think hill folk, Ozarkers in general, mm -hmm. we just don't expect everyone to reciprocate. Um, but if you do, you're in, and you'll oh. have friends for life. So wait a minute. So how how can, how can, how can we be in be in with the in crowd? How, how can we do that now? Respect. Just that, re just respect. Respect the culture. Respect yeah. the land. Absolutely. Yeah, respecting the land is really big um, mm -hmm. because Ozark people have been hurt and burned so many times by friendly faces coming in and buying up a bunch of land and then clearing it all. You know, we've we've had this long history with with that. And so if you know, that's a that's a good way to show people that, you know, you're you're respectful is by respecting the land. Well, I've, I've seen a couple of people say in the live chat. Uh, please don't invite Californians. So. No, wait. Well, I mean, we have enough of them here. Oh boy. <laughs> well, uh, now so so me and the wife were floating down one of those hidden mountain rivers, and I get caught in a vortex. I mean, I'm in this vortex, man, and I can't get out. She sees me. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. She comes over there and grabs me by the arm and pulls me out of the vortex. Saved my life. It was a near death experience. Later, I wanted to reenact the vortex near death experience, and so we went up the river. Couldn't find it. There was no vortex. There wasn't anything that looked like that vortex. It doesn't even look like the area that we just came out of. I'm thinking, wait a minute, man. Did I just come out of another dimension? Or did I go in a dimension and find something down hidden down in the bowels 
of your Ozark Mountains in there. And I think that's what it was. You could have, yeah. I've, I've known people that experience that very thing, these strange sort of river vortexes, lake vortexes, things mm -hmm. like that. But then there's also, I've, I felt this, I was down in the cave one time uh, with some friends that enjoy spelunking. I'm not, I'm not as into it, but I went along for the ride. But we kind of went into this open sort of big room area, and I felt a breeze coming from somewhere, but it wasn't blowing across me. It was blowing around me. Oh. It almost felt like a vortex. And so I've, I've that's, you know, I, I shared my experience with some other people that I knew that had weird things go on in their lives and stuff like that, and they had felt the same thing in, in certain areas. Mm -hmm. And so there's these... That's one of those things that I, I point to and I say, you know, there's something about the Ozarks, you know, these, these sort of strange energies that are around that, that do these vortexes. Mm -hmm, and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so is there, have you specifically had an ailment? And I, we've had your book in, your, in the background several times, but have you specifically had an ailment that you went and got a natural remedy that you know for sure took care of it, not necessarily, maybe you just believe that it did. So I'm a big believer in, in plant remedies because plants contain chemicals and chemicals can help the body. So mm -hmm. I, that's kind of my first line of defense against most illnesses is I, I take plant remedy compounds and stuff that I make. Um, so I can swear by wild cherry bark for coughs I can swear by elderberry, um, either as a tincture or as a, a tea, but I prefer it as a tincture, it's stronger. Elderberry is a really good immune system support. Um, but then I've also had experiences with this spiritual healing as well. I had a fever one time when I was out in the mountains uh, on a trip collecting information. Um, I think it was probably related to the heat because it was summertime and I wasn't drinking enough water, but I had a fever and chills. It was 90 degrees out and I was shivering. And this lady that I worked with, she was a, a praying granny and she sat with me and prayed for a few hours, fed me some home cooking, mm -hmm. some chicken soup mm -hmm. and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And I don't know if it was just you know, just calming down and, and you know, keeping cool mm -hmm. and in the shade. Right. But I believe that the effectiveness of, of her her prayers, of her magic, was really what helped. Mm -hmm. Well, I like that. You said that she's using prayers and her knowledge of herbs and tinctures yep. and things. So it sounds like a powerful remedy right yep. there. In fact, this, this is probably one of the only programs that has an official granny in the live chat. She's been coming here for years watching the show so we have an official grandma uh, that watches the program um doreen eighty nine fifty one says brandon are there a lot of retired military in the ozarks um i'm not exactly sure i know you know i have retired military in my family it is a place that a lot of people do retire to just because the land is relatively cheap it's not I mean, this past year has been really bad for all sorts of, you know, land sales and real estate and all of that. But um, I, I don't personally know, but I do know of quite a few retired mm -hmm. military. Are are there any underground military bases there? I don't know, actually. None that I know of, but I'm not very familiar with it. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard of a place called Mountain View? Yeah, yeah. 
because I was watching Jesse Ventura's um, conspiracy show that he had on years ago, and he said Mountain View has an underground military base. I mean, the wife went looking for it. We never did find it, so I guess they, that's that's why it's still hidden. Um, I mean, yeah, I go out I go that out that area quite a bit. Mountain View is it has the Ozark Folk Center there, um, so it's kind of been a tourist hub for Ozark culture and music and mm -hmm. things like that for for quite a while. Um, well, next time you're out that way, in, in, do a little in, in, Intel inquiry sure. in that. And if you come up with anything, man, e email me and let me know. Yeah. Because that's, yeah. that's been bugging me ever since. So have, now, have you, uh, have you seen any UFOs? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, yeah. And it, it, for me, I think probably because of the city lights, but I, I only have ever seen them when I'm out in very remote places. Um, so places where you can still see the stars and things. So I don't know if I don't know if our Ozark aliens are only interested in the rural areas or if what. But uh, personally, I've 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 seen three different occasions, um, and then I've seen some spook light sort of things, which some people consider to be UFOs, but mm -hmm. they're ground level. They're not up in the sky usually. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, um, another question for you. Any suggestions for severe tendinitis? Tendinitis? Um, I don't personally have any remedies for mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. um, and I imagine that uh, in, in the listing of, of ailments, it's, which is probably quite lengthy, I mean, you'd have to have a much bigger book than what you're currently writing. So... Um, and like I say, we, we have that book in the background right now. Is that, um, what, what is in that book? So um, I, I really wanted this book to be um, a lot of theory behind and history of, of Ozark folk magic. Um, but it does have a practical section to it, too. So the first part is, you know, kind of history of the Ozarks, but... I'm not a historian, so it's from a very personal perspective. It's about me, it's about my family, mm -hmm. about Ozark people. Um, but part of the problem is that nothing has been written about Ozark healing traditions from a practitioner. So the things that have been written, they oversimplify everything or just call everything superstitions. And in the reality, there's such a complex system behind all of these healing practices that I really wanted to bring all of that up. I wanted to show people that, you know, outwardly our practices might seem very simple, but it, un, the underbelly is very complex. So the first part of the book is theory and history, um, but I intersperse in stories and all of that. The second part of the book is uh, some practical things. It goes through plants, common healing plants. So I list both the medical and magical uses of the plants. So if you want to use them for medical purposes or if you want to use them as a part of you know, faith healing, prayer, things like that. Um, and then I also talk about repurposed household objects that are used in healing too. So traditionally healers, you know, you might sweep a person clean of illness like you sweep your house clean. Uh, so using brooms, using okay. knives to symbolically cut illness off of a person. Okay, like okay, Brandon, let me, stop, let me stop the show for a second. Okay. <laughs> I got a question. This here's my guitar. I'm gonna play a little tune. 
So I want to know, if I'm traveling in the Ozarks, am I going to hear this tune? I'm not going to hear that, am I? No. <laughs> no. And if you do, it's not its not going to be from an Ozarker. So. Be from me if I get down there? So, all right. As long as I don't hear that tune when I go down there. No. No, you, no, you should be good. Okay. Because <laughs> I saw a couple of people in the live chat wanted to know. <laughs> Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, you you might hear somebody playing it, but I, uh, uh, yeah, no, no, no hill folk. Okay, okay. We're not gonna hear no squeal. No, we have a, we have a lot of good music. I mean, the folk music is a really big thing here, but mm -hmm. it's you know it's traditional Ozark folk music and yeah, lots of fiddles mm -hmm. and uh, fretless banjos mm -hmm. and. So, hey, does anybody play play the jug? Yeah, I mean, I've seen people play the jug. And, yeah. and then, and then the spoons. There's like spoons. Yeah, spoons and uh, also bones. People use rib bones uh, as like these clacking rhythm instruments. So mm -hmm. Usually, pig or deer bones, but mm -hmm. not not human rib bones. Well, this wouldn't be the show if I didn't ask this question here. Have you had any experiences with Bigfoot down there? Personally, I, I hate to say I have not had any Bigfoot experiences. Now, I know of people that have. Uh, the Ozarks, I mean, supposedly we, we have quite a few sightings. We also have our own Arkansas sort of Bigfoot, not in the Ozarks. It's down south where it gets kind of flat and swampy, the Falk Monster. I don't know if you've ever heard of the Falk Monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. out of Faust, Faust, Arkansas. Man, down the swamp, swampy area. Yeah. So, Legend of Boggy Creek was the movie that featured that, but it's kind of a Bigfoot-type mm -hmm. creature. I know some people have claimed it's actually the uh, same species. Well, we, we, well, we are talking about um, healings uh, and, you know, medicines and magic and folklore from the Ozarks. Have people been, um, and I, I don't know if we should use the word healed, sometimes you get in trouble saying that, but uh, from music. From music? Yeah. Yeah, I know so, you have a CD so, on your website, right? Say what? You have you have this CD. Is this a CD on your website? Uh, I don't I don't have a CD. Oh, okay. well, I just saw this on your website. It looked like a CD cover. Oh, is it the full the full and new moon healing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So those are sessions that I do. Okay. Um, so I do new and full moon healing sessions. I I started doing them remotely uh, during the pandemic, and uh, people have just you know kept it going basically well, uh, but they're sort of remote healing sessions spiritual healing sessions well now you just you just opened a pandora's box or you just went into a, a spooky cave with the with what you said is um the 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 hill folk down there they taken kindly to the jab you know it's it's mixed um so it i think like the rest of the country, I think we're kind of divided about it. Um, I know some hill folk that are very adamant about getting it. I know some hill folk that are adamant about not getting it. Um, so I think you know we're we're kind of in the same controversy as everywhere else. Um, historically, Ozark people have not liked doctors or medical professionals in general at all. I don't like uh, them either. And, you know, uh, there's good reason behind it. For a long time, country doctors in the Ozarks 
were actually killing people. Um, they were doing much more harm than they were doing good. Um, and so it's, uh, it's kind of one of those things that I understand why my parents, my grandparents had such a distress for doctors and things like that and still kind of do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the Ozarks, you know, we didn't have medical professionals for so long. And when they came in in the early 1900s, late 1800s, they were country doctors that had pretty much, you know, maybe two years of university, but it, it wasn't really, you know, it's not the universities that we have today. Most of them didn't even know anatomy. They didn't know, it, they learned more from the, the hill folk healers mm -hmm. than they, they had, you know, coming into it. So well, I've, I've met, hill I've, folk have always kind of had a bad relationship with doctors, but we've always loved pharmacists <laughs> for some reason. Which is from the root word pharmacia, which means magic. But yep. I've, I've met older people that have a, a, a fear or even a phobia of going into hospitals in their later years because they just feel like they're not, if they go in, they're not going to come out. I mean, yep. I mean, of course, what is a hospital but a, a bastion of everybody's diseases? And so, man, you pick something up there. But, uh, well, I mean, as far as the mix of, of, of jabbers and non-jabbers, I mean, that's pretty much standard across the country. I, I think everyone needs to respect everybody else's opinions, you know, on that. I mean, it's, it divides people. And so there's another thing we need, right? Another another topic to divide people. And it seems like all we ever do is, is come up with reasons to divide each other. Man, I, I who knows what? See, if, if, if this is my world, I would make the whole country like the Ozarks. Uh, in, here, even in here in Indiana, I, I have, I've always had a vision. We have these dead highways with just grass that we pay all these people to cut all year long. But you can go to Oregon or somewhere and they got forced right up to the highway. Why can't we have forests in the middle of the highway and on the sides of the highway? But no, that's the I can't get the, I can't live in that world because they won't let me have that world. But I, I would say less less building and more natural type environments, you know, more forest type residences for everyone, you know. And that, but yeah, I got off my soapbox there. Let's get some more questions. Um, do they wear? And I guess this is I don't I don't know. Do, do you guys wear masks down in the Ozarks? Um, yeah. So. I mean, it depended on depends on the area where I live. There was a mask ordinance, um, but all of that's been lifted. Our, the Arkansas governor lifted it apart from so private businesses can still require it, um, but most places around here they they don't they're not requiring it anymore. Is is there any hill folk remedy for cooties nineteen? <laughs> um, so you know, it's a it's an inflammation issue. Um, I, I, I know some pretty cool herbalists in the Ozarks that have been doing scientific research on herbal remedies and, and for a lot of stuff, and including COVID-19. But, um, you know, what they're telling me is that I don't personally have any remedies, but what they're telling me is that it's predominantly an inflammation issue. Mm -hmm. And so we they are, you know, throwing anti-inflammatories at it and having... Uh, a lot yeah. of and you, and you got to be careful too there was a, a alternative broadcaster that was um, sort of marketing I don't know it was colloidal silver or something to that and mentioned that it it does something with cooties 19 and they got investigated and they were threatened to uh, throw them in jail for for even saying that and they had to kind of rephrase everything so you got to really be careful it's like okay. can't even yeah, touch that and, uh, you know yeah, the, the people that I know that 
are, are herbalists who have been working with it. If, if they're working with the symptoms to help relieve the symptoms, which I, I think in a lot of cases is maybe the best that so, you can so, help. So I'm, I'm, we're, me and everybody watching the show, we're out there walking in the wilderness right now in the mountains, and I'm getting really tired. What do we need to get some energy? What do we, what do we take out of the forest to give us some energy? Well, ginseng, if you can get your hand on it. <laughs> um, so there's other sort of stimulant beverages. Um, uh, spice bush, Lindera benzoin. Oh, spice bush? Um, okay. Spice bush is uh, it's a natural stimulant. Um, it doesn't contain caffeine or anything like that. If you can get your hand on yaupon holly, which sometimes grows around here, but it's, it's more sort of swampier, uh, hotter. Mm-hmm. Uh, climate, I guess, but Yalpon um, is a caffeine-containing plant. It's, wow. a, it's in the holly family, so it's related to our, our holly bushes that, you know, you put out as mm-hmm. ornamentals and things like that, but it's a Yalpon holly, and it is one, I think it's the only ca- actual caffeine-containing native plant in, in the U.S. Wow. And the indigenous people used to use it as a part of ceremonies, and it just never caught on with with the, the colonists for whatever reason. They like their British tea a lot better, I guess. Um, but if anybody's ever heard of yerba mate, yerba mate is also a, ho- a holly that contains caffeine, and they're related. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you, when you go deep down in the hollers out there, are, th- are there any people that got stills? Yeah. Yeah, so it's illegal. <laughs> uh, well, oh, okay, I should say owning the still is not illegal. The distilling of alcohol is illegal mm. uh, in Arkansas. But there are people that still have them. I, I won't tell you where, but... <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, uh, I've seen some. have you partook? Of course, yeah. Okay, good. Good. Just just check him, man. Just see if he's a normal person. I mean, yeah, you have to. Uh, you have to partake. Because yeah. like you say, you got to respect the land. You got yeah. to respect the still. Yeah. And absolutely. you respect the still by partaking in the still pride. Absolutely. Well, and yeah. I'm getting this. I mean, a part, of, a part of hill folk hospitality is, you know, you eat everything on the plate. You know, mm-hmm. no matter what they give to you, uh, and mm-hmm. my family's a lot like this. It's just it's it's a part of that hospitality. Is you know we're going to make sure you're fed. We're going to make sure you have plenty to drink, whether mm-hmm. it's moonshine or whatever. Um, and a part of that that mutual respect is you know partaking of it. Wow, that that sounds that sounds great, man. Uh, just the 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 hominess of that here. Uh, somebody wants to know: Are there any Ozark Indians? Well, so the Osage were here um, up until the Indian Removal Act in the early 1800s. So the Osage were here from about 1500 uh, until about 1820 when they were removed. Before that, it was Caddo land. Um, Mm -hmm. So the Caddoan culture was here. Um, We do have... Uh, I haven't done a lot of research on it, but we do have what we what have been called bluff dwellers, who seem to be a group that predate mm. the Cadoans, uh, and they have they built their settlements underneath these giant bluff overhangs that you see all throughout the Ozarks. Uh, so yeah, some bluff overhangs, like in that picture, even maybe. Um, and so they, based upon their the artifacts that have been discovered, a lot of them are protected. So this is another area where you know hillfolk mm-hmm. respect areas like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
highly respect areas like this. They won't take things from them, things like that. But so a lot of them are, are very secretive where, where mm-hmm. these areas are. Mm-hmm. But it seems the bluff dwellers uh, predate even the Caddo. Um, so, yeah, quite, uh, quite a bit. Are you saying there's people living in the hills that not, are off the grid? Well, no yeah. one knows are there. Yeah, there's lots of people that are off the grid. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, they're harder. They're harder to find than they used and, to until be. The, until they get a cell phone. Then they're no longer off yeah. the grid. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it's it's hard because a lot of the families that you know twenty years ago didn't even have electricity. You know, they have kids, and the kids get connected to town culture and all of that and kind of pull their family in. Mm -hmm. So it's getting harder and harder to find. A lot of people are, a lot of Ozarkers even, are going back to the land, um, which is exciting. I encourage Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'd I'd rather somebody who respects the land getting it back before a developer gets in there and takes it away. Absolutely. Uh, But let's get another question here. It says, are, are... do you have Ozark Mountain oysters there? Ozark Mountain oysters. Now, is that like the Rocky Mountain oysters? <laughs> I don't know, man. But hey, uh, this is interesting, though. I, I may have told this to the last guest because, but this is really for you because you're you're an Ozark Ozarkian, okay? So we're riding our ATV through the mountains, and we cross this little bridge in the middle of nowhere. When we come back. That bridge had line, it was lined, and it was not like a bridge like you think. It was a concrete low to the river, and frequently when the water rises, it gets it goes right over that. So it was more like just a, I don't know what you call it. But anyway, it had a ledge on each side, and on those ledges, rocks were stacked. And then down in the river bank area, and you know how many rocks are in uh, Ozark Mountain Rivers, like oh, yeah. trillions and trillions. I don't know yeah. where they come from. You can't get rid of them. People, they, they scoop them out, but they, they'll come back. But anyway, but they were stacked. And nobody had the time to take the time to stack them in that time. And, but, but first of all, with all of those kids, and then, then like later thinking, wait a minute. In the time we were gone, there's no way, no human could have stacked those rocks because they were round rocks on top of flat rocks on top, and they were just everywhere. It may take an army of people with the patience as Job, man. I mean, there's no way. What do you think could account for that? I don't know. It could be one of those weird energies. It, it could have been something playing with you. I don't know. It sounds like uh, I, I. So I've encountered things like that before, but they've they've all been human made, and I knew mm-hmm. they were human made. People they like to stack up those stones into little cairns and things along the rivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's used to mark trails and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if something appeared out of seemingly out of nowhere in, you know, a short amount of time, it see, I, I think my professional opinion about it is that there was something spooky messing with you. Maybe <laughs> mm-hmm. when you talk about, um, when you talk about uh, Ozark folk magic, are you referring to magic magic or are you referring to the, the 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 wonderful ingredients that god's provided in the plants to, to bring healing to us or are you talking about magic as if a, a certain power of some kind so that's that's a good question i mean there's kind of a lot of different levels to it depending on who you're talking to um so i use the word magic um, just because 
you know, my, my readership for the book, the people that attend the lectures and things like that, we kind of have an understanding of what magic is. Magic meaning this sort of innate power, um, this innate connection to maybe this natural energy and being able to manipulate that energy in certain ways. Um, but if you're talking to old timers in the hills, magic traditionally has always had the connotation of witchcraft and evil. Um, so when I was out collecting, you know, material and uh, remedies and prayers and everything, I had to adjust my language. I couldn't say magic. So people that, you know, the people that practice with certain rituals or using certain prayers or, you know, making what we might call magical amulets, things like that, we can apply all of these terms to it, but they themselves would have never used any of that, those terms. Um, you know, if, if somebody heals using prayers, they're praying for someone. They're not mm -hmm. using mm -hmm. magic. They're using prayer well the um the the roman catholics have their prayer beads and then yeah. they all run around rubbing them and stuff you know and they're saying you know what was that word hail mary mother full of grace and as if it has a magic power of protection of course roman catholics again have a, a long history of having certain statues and certain um uh, holy people that they pray to for power protection and whatnot you know so i mean there's that but there's also and i'm not making a case for magic as far from the dark side but um when jesus was born in bethlehem the magi was with him the magi were magicians and it says that god delivered jesus and his family and the magi out of the, out of egypt so yep. um you know so i I think it, maybe it goes to intention. Uh, you know, like I said earlier, you know, we use different words and it, it conjures things in our mind as, you know, is particularly evil or not. And, and maybe it's just a struggling for a description of what's actually going on. But, but, but you wouldn't consider yourself a Satanist, I suppose, right? No, I wouldn't. No. Uh, and traditionally in the Ozarks, you know, there, there's a separation that, well, the thing that separates the healer from, the, the witch who supposedly uses black magic and things like that is that the healer always heals and the witch always harms. So traditionally there's this sort of stereotypical view of witches as being the, the people that sort of manipulate that neutral energy in the world for evil. Mm -hmm. And the healer is somebody that manipulates that energy for good, for healing purposes. And a lot of traditional healers you know, are very strict about, you know, their gift, their power to do this comes directly from God uh, and no one in between. And, you know, the, the sort of the tall tales about witches and things like that has said, you know, that the witch steals their power or they, you know, make a pact with the devil, things like that. Mm -hmm. I think the reality of the situation, as far as I've been able to tell, even you know with old timers and traditional healers and things like that is that more often than not the witch was just uh, a part of tall tales um which was used as a way of marginalizing people you know removing them from the community there was a very fine line between being a healer and a witch and a lot of times it was just you know one accusation in the community mm -hmm. from a dissatisfied customer Right. could land you in hot water well it, <laughs> you it, it certainly landed a lot of people in the state of massachusetts in hot water yeah. 
as hysteria took over and everyone was being accused of being a witch. Uh, so that's kind of sad there. But I'm just wondering when the Bible says life and death are in the power of the tongue. And, and if you say into this mountain, be thou picked up, be thou cast into the sea, it should obey. If somebody didn't know that was scripture, wouldn't they call that magic? Yeah, I mean, I think that there's a fine line there between, I think it's all semantics. It's, it's you know, our, it's our language. It's how we're able to sort of interpret these things. And so there, I've, I've seen some things that people attribute to faith and, and prayer and that sort of power that if I didn't know that context, if I hadn't grown up in that context, I might say it was magic. How, what, um, yeah, what, 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 what is the context of you growing up there, if you don't mind me asking, Brandon? Yeah, so uh, my, my family, I grew up um, in the church. We were Nazarene at the time. Um, and, you know, growing up, I left for college, me and my brother. We kind of explored around to different areas, things like that. Um, but I think for me, as well as a lot of other traditional Ozark healers, um, at least, you know, considering the power of the Bible is very important. And that kind of that rubs some modern magicians kind of the wrong way sometimes, mm -hmm. but it's it's such a deeply ingrained part of the culture that you know I've met healers that only use the Bible for their healing methods. They they only use Bible verses in prayer, and I've also met healers that use the Psalms for healing things like that, but they don't consider themselves necessarily churchgoers things mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. but it's still a part of the cultural identity and so i have another book coming out next year that's going to be a lot of remedy a lot of the remedies the prayers things like that the stuff that i couldn't put in this book and you know as a part of that each remedy or ritual that i give i i list a bible verse that i've collected from healers associated with that work because i feel like there are people that want to work in that way, and it's a traditional way to work. So there's some things that I still use, Bible verses and things like that, even though I, I don't consider myself as a part of that, that religion anymore. But it's, it's such a big part of my cultural identity that I think mm -hmm. it's important to incorporate. Mm -hmm. When you said earlier that uh, Granny was praying for you and giving you some herbs and, and, and getting you all healed up, uh, can you remember what type of prayer? I mean, did, did she say God or Jesus or did, I mean, what, what kind of, what did you, what was your feeling in remembrance of that? So she was reading specifically from the Psalms um, and she sang them. So there's a, I don't know how common it is, but I've encountered it with some of these old churches that there's this sort of long tradition of singing the Psalms um, in the, in Appalachia, it's called lined out. Uh, so L-I-N-E-D, out, lined out psalmody, or lined out psalms, and it comes from Scots Gaelic, comes from Scotland, and basically it's an ancient tradition of chanting the psalms. Mm -hmm. And so people would do it during church services, things like that, but then country folk kind of, you know, they had such a spiritual experience with it in church, they would sometimes bring it home and, you know, every time they were in trouble or afraid, they may sing out some of these psalms. Mm -hmm. And so that's what she did for me, um, is she just went through the psalms. She, I don't remember if she went in a certain order. Sometimes people have, there are certain psalms mm -hmm. that people use for certain things. Mm -hmm. um, 
but yeah, I do remember it was the Psalms and I do remember she sang it and it was very powerful. Mm, okay. Um, now do you, do you pray yourself? Yeah. So I, I have, uh, I guess a, a meditation routine. I, so I kind of found my way to the Quakers. Uh, I, so I'm a Quaker, uh, and for Quakers, we sort of pray in silence. We don't use a lot of words and things like that. And so some people from the outside, it looks like meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, it's, it's this idea that sometimes you can't really express everything you want to express with words. And so when you reach that point, sometimes just sitting in the silence is you know, so much more than you could have said. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, that is a big part of my routine. And actually, that's a big part of my, my healing work as well. So sometimes when I'm working with a client, we may just sit in silence and have that sort of connection. Mm-hmm. Um, or other times I might have certain prayers, things like that I use. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are specific rules that go along with, with that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I may not be quoting the history just right, but I believe that originally the Quakers may have been known as the Shakers. And so the Shakers were actually an offshoot from the Quakers. Okay. And, and the reason they called them the Shakers because they basically shook, right? Yeah. And it's the same thing with the Quakers. It's actually called the Religious Society of Friends. Right. That's our like official term. Right. But where I was going with that is other sects of Christianity called them possessed of the devil. And then you have people that speak in tongues, as they say, the people that don't say they got a devil. And then the people that speak in tongues say, you got a devil if you don't speak in tongues. I mean, I just, I just, I just can't get over why we can't, I want to say we can't, we all get along. It's like, there's no room for variance and everyone thinks they have the exact truth. I mean, I've already, I already understand that people have suggested that, you know, that you're, you know, a conjurer, you know, not, not everybody. I just say an occasional glimpse of a sentence, but in general, I can't really, I can't, I'm not really getting a feel how you're getting received with this market type of thing. But there okay. is, I, I, I get mixed opinions all the time. So I'm that's probably the best, that's probably the best way to be when you're getting mixed opinions. I mean, <laughs> you know, I've been accused of having the devil for having people on, it's, you know, different points of view. I don't, it's not that I agree with everything I hear. I just I want to hear what I want to hear people's stories and what they say. And I, so I just try to get away from this. Everybody has a devil, yeah. you know. If they, you know, find a herb or something, or you know, talk to a tree, or not everybody has devils. Like every else, it's like if you don't believe. And this goes back to what I said earlier about we. Another thing that we're divided over, you know, you use word magic, and all of a sudden you're going to have half the audience throwing holy water at you and trying to cast the devil out of it, you know, and then others may say, well, let's hear what he had to say. And others say, oh, that sounds good. I mean, so if you're getting it from all sides, I, I guess that's we're, we're the best we can hope for <laughs> in today's world. I'm, I'm like, I told him, I guess, I think I told him last week, there's this guy on uh, YouTube, his name's Jamal. And uh, he, he's an African-American who's listening to 70s music for the first time. And he's given his opinion in the YouTube videos for the first time of hearing that music. And a lot of it's from white groups. But he's like totally amazed. He can't believe he missed that music. He's, a, he's ended up saying he, he's been born in the wrong decade because the words were so beautiful, those earlier songs. But he said, what I'm here for is I want to bring people together. And I'm going to try to do it with music. And so in certain ways, I'm trying to bring people together um, yeah. 
even by having you on and other guests that are diametrically opposed to everything you said tonight and i don't even know what you said tonight is really controversial uh, a lot of times if it's not controversial i'll crank it until it gets controversial because <laughs> so, <laughs> it's my show and i kind of have fun doing that and everybody knows that but no I, I do appreciate you coming on the show and we're getting near the end there brandon weston what uh what the kind of final thoughts you got for us well so i mean i i really thrive on people asking questions and people you know who are interested and even if it kind of seems controversial i want to talk to people about that and i want to educate people about the ozarks and where i'm from this is a this is my home this is, and it's been misrepresented for so long um so i yeah if if you think I, you know, I'm doing something wrong, things like that, you know, let's talk about it. And and I'm completely open to doing that. I think there, I was really apprehensive publishing the book because there are people in my own family who I know will never read it because they think it's devil work. They think it's witchcraft, even though, you know, when you read the book, I address all of these things. I address the questions about how people can be Christian and still practice these things. Um, so the, the thing that I can really suggest is, you know, give it a chance. And if you have questions, you know, it's important to find answers or at least, you know, the journey to find those answers is, is important. And so I, I'm always open to if, if people want to contact me or whatever. I do have a website, uh, ozarkhealing.com. And I have a contact form on there if you have any questions or concerns uh, in the audience. Um, I, 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 what really excites me is when I see specifically Ozarkers, but people in general who are excited about this. Um, because for too long, people have been, you know, buried under the hillbilly stereotype. I was there, you know, I grew up wanting to separate myself from that until I figured out how cool my culture was. So, you know, if there's any Ozarkers out there listening uh, and you want to connect with me and talk about the Ozarks, I, I, I'm always happy to do that. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Brandon, I'm an Ozarkian in my heart, man. I've been there and I love the place and I appreciate you coming on the Edge broadcast tonight. I'll send you links after the show. Can we have you on again sometime when you get that new book? All right. Right. <laughs> okay.